You're listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We're living in a moment in history where it seems like the vast majority of individuals and organizations, they're clamoring for change. It seems like everybody wants change. Your parents must have been very, very dumb. Your grandparents must have been very dumb. Mine too. If we had to wait since the time of Christ over 2,000 years to get some good answers from the present Z generation and millennials and on and on, you're finally helping us out. You're finally telling us our Bible was never right. Thank you. Your, your parents were so stupid. I rarely use that word. But finally, we have you young kids and your, and your weak pastors that are listening. You're, you're helping us to get rid of the Bible. Wonderful. You're doing a good job. You're helping us get rid of Sunday night in our church. I wouldn't give a dime to a church that didn't have Sunday night. Why would you build millions of dollars worth of buildings that close on Sunday and Wednesday? And you do it in the name that, well, we're, you know, we're all about grace. You haven't experienced grace. Why, why would you close Sunday school down? And you can, hardly, you can hardly give Sunday school material away anymore. People don't do Sunday school. Oh, we come a little bit early, get our connection group, have a cup of coffee. Your parents were so foolish. What, I, I guess they were just ignorant. They weren't educated like you. I feel bad that you had to be raised in homes like that. Your dad and your mom, your grandparents, maybe even believed that. They may even believed in preaching. But they, they should have known you don't need preaching, you need sharing. And, and your poor parents, they believed in marvelous grace of our loving Lord. And, and it is well with my soul. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. What can wash away? Well, you're foolish parents. They're so ignorant. Thank God they're dead and gone. And now we've got you to straighten us out. No more preaching. Praise God for that. Preaching ruins everything. Put you under legalism. Thank God that we have these new wave of guys coming in and they have this thing of, of that all people, you know, very few can get saved. What am I, what's the, what, what's the, not dispensational, what am I looking at? What is that? Calvinism. I'm glad I don't even, you know, I didn't even know about this IB, whatever it is, movement. Someone said, you're an IB, independent Baptist, so I don't know what it is. I, I never knew of it till a few years ago. I guess, uh, you know, we got websites. You're, you're bad people, you IB, whatever it is. It really has affected me so much that I didn't even know what was around. I just grew up in Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I, I grew up that we served the Lord. We went, to, we went to the house of God. You got in the uh, children's choir, the youth choir. You learned how to play an instrument. You played it at church. You sang in the choir. You had youth hour. You went to camp. You tried to learn how to read your Bible and love God and serve God. We had a president run for president, and his one word was change. Well, how'd that work? 
Homes are crumbling. And, and now in the last four years, we're redefining what gender people are. We, we, your poor parents had no idea that you were a girl and you dressed you up like a boy because they thought you were a boy. That's what the birth certificate says. You're a boy, but really you're a girl. Dumb parents. Of course, they didn't have any college training. They just worked on the farm. They're kind of ignorant. They're not very smart. They didn't go to Harvard or Yale or Princeton or Stanford or UCLA or Berkeley and really get some good training. Stupid, stupid parents. Unless we wake up, we're going to see your children live in bondage. And the church and the Word of God and Jesus Christ is the answer for your life and for my life. Yet it's all be redefined. Government, all about change. Our morals being changed. Patriotism. Kneel for the flag. Spit on the flag. Burn the flag. Don't pledge the flag. Dishonor the flag. Your parents were so foolish. They, they believed in the red, white, and blue. It's all individualism. I'm my own man, you know. No woman's going to tell me. No mother's telling me. No dad's telling me. No, nobody's telling me anything. I'll do what I want to do. The Constitution, that thing is so, we've got to change it all. We've got we've to change the way we vote because it's, it's foolishness. We've got to uh, change the Electoral College. There's a reason they put that in, ladies and gentlemen. Without the Electoral College, only the big cities, New York at that time, Philadelphia, would elect the president of the United States. That's, that's not equal. We, we live in a day where in order to get along with one another, they have to pass legislation. We have to love one another. That's crazy. Get saved. You'll love your brother. And you'll love the people around you as yourself. We're redefining liberty, independence, freedom, heritage, and our churches are at the forefront. I hope some of you preachers that are changing all this stuff are listening right now. Homes are being redefined. Work ethic. Work ethic is being redefined. We have corporations now going four-day week. You remember, and of course it would be my, grand, my father, but it would be your grandfather's, they used to work six days a week. And we went down to five, and thank God for five. Now we're going to stand to four. And you know, you don't want to work. Don't work because you could probably make more make, living off the government than going to work. But we live in a day where appropriateness is out the window, behaving in the house of God and not treating this like a, a, a circus inside of here. Kids running loose. Thank you for behaving, making your kids behave. This is God's house. Masculinity, femininity, redefine our schools. It's no longer academics. Uh, the president came out and said, uh, we, we would like, the previous president, we would like to have it that children can read by age fifth grade. Fifth grade? Kindergarten is when they have to read and learn to read. That's why you, that's the initial class. So you're ready to read in first grade. You're not going to first grade in our school unless you read. And everybody has for 47 years. 
Really defining school, it's reading, it's writing, it's arithmetic, it's biology, it's wood shop, auto shop. I, I loved them all. I had wood shop, metal shop, electric shop, auto shop. I majored in the shops. It was great. Tonight I, I come to you on half of a, 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 a verse that could be a way of life for all of us. God first gave me this verse, and Brother Reimers, it was in your church in Connecticut. I want to say that church was formed, and we helped support it 44 or 45 years ago. I was preaching on a Monday night there in Connecticut and Tuesday night. On a Wednesday morning, the pastor said, we have ladies, the men at work, but the ladies come for a lady's soul winning, and we want you to speak to them, and not just a little, little challenge. I want you to speak the Word of God. And God gave me the verse we're going to read tonight and the thought, and I've tried to live, whatever your church is, 44, 45 years, I've tried to live this way. I failed with it a lot. It's Hebrews chapter 13. And if you will read with me, please, I'd like you to read in chapter 13, verse number 8. 13, 8. Let's read it one time through like we mean it. Ready? Begin. Jesus Christ. And the key word is same. Jesus is the same. Salvation is the same as when he died on the cross, when his buried rose again. Salvation, it's the same. People redefine it. You can do whatever you want, but Jesus Christ the same. The word same is a powerful word. It's a word that means identical. Jesus Christ the same. He's identical. As he was 2,000 years ago in a tabernacle amongst men, so is he today. Jesus Christ the same. It's the word to be identical. It's the word to be unchanged. I've studied the life not of any modern day preacher. I don't study. That, that's what Our churches, that's all they're doing. They're studying the modern day church. Well, this is working over at, at the Grapefruit, Grapefruit Church. This is working at the bridge. This is working at the bakery church. And they don't even call them a church. They, this is working at the orange. We don't use the word church. Hey, I want to tell you something about the word church. Jesus gave his life for the church. Someone gives their life for you, for me. Let's not get rid of, so we're fellowships, we're, 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 we're centers. That was a big word in the 70s, 80s. We all became, the churches became centers, we became fellowships, and then we dropped. Of course, you have to drop that name Baptist. I kind of like that name Baptist. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll give in on North Valley. I don't know how scriptural that is. First Baptist. I, I'm, all, I'm all for those names. I'm for North Valley. I'm for East Side, whatever, whatever it is. But leave the name Baptist and church in there. Jesus Christ, the same. So I don't study these new newcomers. We're, we're building rap sessions, coffee shops in the house of God so you can just sort of, you know, network with people in connection groups. 
I go back to your parents. Did they not know about Folgers coffee? And MG, MJB, what was the name of that brand? Coffee, I remember stocking on the grocery stores. Your, your dad is so, I feel bad that you had families that were so ignorant. Because now, you come to our church and we will give you a latte. A latte, I'll tell you what, we're gonna give you a latte, well, a latte preaching around here, a lot of singing around here. See, you're not even scriptural right now with your talking. I'll get scriptural and how much more scriptural Jesus Christ the same. I don't study these boys. I don't study uh, the magazines. What one of the, the the big big magazine that's been out, big big name Christian magazine. Uh, they're, they're, they are criticizing and attacking Israel. How wicked they are! A Christian magazine. It's not Christian. You know who I study? I study. I will get me to the great men. That means the old men. I've studied the life. I've been at lunch. I've been at times with most of these men. I have letters in, in my file from them. I studied the life of Lee Robertson, who preached for over 65 years. Pastor of the Highland Park Baptist Church in Chattanooga, the Church of the Green Light, they called them. They had a green light out there all the time in front of the church going because that, that historic church, when he came to town, it was all full of rich people. And the rich people said, you're bringing these bus kids in and all races and nationalities in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we don't like it. He said, well, guess what? We're going to do that around here. And that man built a ministry of over 12,000 on a weekly basis. And he built it off of worldwide missions and off of singing. He had a degree in music and he, they had the big choirs and the big preaching and, and big, big uh, uh, Sunday schools. I study his life, who spent 40 years and six months in, in Chattanooga at that great place. And the college of six, uh, 5,000 uh, kids uh, and they owned that entire downtown. But the, they came in and changed it. And now those buildings are empty and the church is gone. There is no Highland Park. The name doesn't even exist. I think of how uh, uh, Tom Malone spent 65 years of his life at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Pontiac, Michigan. And the building's gone, the church is gone now. How's this change working for us? I think of, I, 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 he was called the America's preacher. He, was, he had a lisp. He spoke, spoke with a lisp brilliant mind. Many earned doctorates in different fields. Brilliant man. But he was born in Alabama. It was a very embarrassing time. If he'd be alive today, he'd be 118 or 110 or something. He was born in 1909, I think. I can't remember exactly. But it was embarrassing. He, he never had shoes. Mother had gunny sacks put together, but his dad left, and they were divorced, and it was a shame in those days, and he felt so ashamed, and mother tried to take care of him. She couldn't take care of the two boys, and so she took him to the grandparents, and she went to work in the factories about, oh, I forget, 50, 60, 70 miles away. She didn't get to see her boys very often. She was working all the time. And that boy heard right before he went to college how that God loved him, and he got saved. Barefoot boy, 
smoking cigarettes, rolling his own cigarettes. Old Dr. Bob Jones there and started in Florida and then they went to, uh, to, to Tennessee to, uh, uh, and, and, uh, and were there in Tennessee and, and he, he, at the first place and he, he saw these boys and in the college he said, now boys, chapel. So a lot of you boys are kind of new at this thing. This had to be back probably in the 30s. A lot of you boys are new at this thing. But we don't smoke around here. And I see a lot of you boys rolling your tobacco and going behind the barn and smoking. You just boys smoked your last cigarette. And he left him stay in school and he became a great, great man of God. His college, Midwestern Bible College, had about 500 kids studying for the ministry. So many graduated out of that school. I study his life. He finished his course the same way he started. Lee Robertson finished his course the same way. Jesus Christ, the same. I don't want to be bouncing all over the place. Bobby Robertson, the only church I'd ever go on a Sunday, once a year, I think 31 times, I went there and held revival from, from Saturday night until Wednesday night. Oh, what a place. And his daddy died at age 39 as a Baptist preacher. And Brother Bobby's health broke. He's out in the middle of those tobacco fields and, 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 and as an eighth grade boy to help his mother when his daddy died, he went to work in the tobacco fields. He quit school. He'd come preaching this pulpit. He'd get his tenses always mixed up. He talked about once, once I did this and twice I did this. But I tell you, I'm preaching that auditorium. This is a replica. I just took pictures of his and said, that's what we want to the architect. That place was jam-packed and about 50, 60 buses running every Sunday all over, all over those tobacco fields in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and, and, and there in Walkertown, North Carolina. And I want to tell you something. He has surgeons and doctors and lawyers and pilots and executives sat at his feet as he said that once and twice and said it. Sometimes he, 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 he didn't have the right test, but he had the right heart. He had the touch of God on his life. And he ended. I was there at his funeral. He ended the way he started. The same. I attended Lester Roloff's funeral. He spent 40 years in the Roloff home and then he died in that awful plane crash. And 10,000 there in Corpus Christi came to that funeral. He got off the plane and every, every newspaper in Texas said, uh, roll off, to Dad, roll off, passed away, buy the paper. I bought several of them from different, uh, different uh, cities. He died the same way that he started. He believed in this old Bible right here. He believed in salvation by grace. He believed in the hymn book. He believed in singing and shouting and praising God. He believed in seeing people saved, restoring, uh, rescuing lives. I want to hang around, not the new, whatever religion or whatever denomination. I don't want that stuff. I want some sameness. And it's worked around here as well. I, I think of the sameness of Jack Howes, 41 years, First Baptist Church of Hammond averaging 20,000 in his death. I think of John Rice, who, who died as the editor of the Sore Lord after 46 years. I think of Harold Seitler, died at Tabernacle Baptist after 43 years of preaching there. Dr. Henniger in Canton for 61 years. 
and Bob Jones for 41 years and Arnold Winninger in San Francisco 35 years and served God faithfully and his brother Archer Winninger over in Oakland later in uh, Castro Valley. I think of Dallas Billington in Akron 38 years and George Truett, First Baptist Church, Dallas 47 years preaching the word of God. I believe every one of these men died at their post except for Lee Robertson and he gave it over to a younger man and he began to travel. He traveled to three churches every week, he and his wife, till nearly the day he died in his 90s, preaching the Word of God. Their message didn't change. Their music did not change. Turn with me to Hebrews 5. In Hebrews chapter 5, please turn with me. In Hebrews 5, the Bible says this, because these people had been already starting to slip in Hebrews chapter 2, of whom we have many things, 5.11, of whom we have many things to say, hard to be uttered, seeing you're dull of hearing, you're bored. When you begin to get bored with God and God's house, the problem is not God, the problem is you. Bored. I'm bored with Sunday school. Well, then go put some life in it. Sunday school is not to come in That's it. Go meet some folks. Howdy with some folks. Sing. Who's ever teaching the lesson? Say, that's good. I like that. Praise the Lord. Get in this thing. We slide in late and leave out early. I'm telling you, friend, tonight we've become dull. Church is the, you know, it's inconvenient. I don't want to, I don't want to bother you folks with, you know, uh, the Sharks are going to the playoffs. 49ers are going to the playoffs. So we won't have church. No, no, we're going to have church around here. That's, that's, I've not learned what this crowd's doing. I've learned this crowd over here, they never canceled church. I, I just believe that there's a sameness in life. My Bible says, and we're to be content, satisfied, Hebrews 13, 5. So let me say a few things. One, Contentment. Contentment means enough. I'm, I'm full. I, I have enough. Contentment creates sameness. We're on the push. We're on the stretch. We, we always have to have something new. We're looking to change the ancient landmarks, and yet our God it's so predictable. At 7.38 this morning, we knew the sun was going to rise. At 7.38, it, it went down. At 6.19, it went down today. And every day, it was going to lose about a minute both ways until December 30, 30, 21st. And then it's going to start gaining in the morning a, a minute and a minute at night. And we're going to start getting lighter again. Why? Because God's the same. High tide. You can, they, can, they know exactly when it's going to be tomorrow morning. High tide, low tide. Why? Because God's the same. We know that we're, we're here in October and the leaves are changing. So that means real soon spring is coming. No, it's not. Winter's coming. And those trees that are so beautiful with those uh, uh, orange, uh, orange leaves and yellows that so many have begun to change, 
Those, those trees are going to get bare and ugly as can be. Let me tell you something about those ugly trees. They have a lot of life in them when they're ugly like that. They're inside. They're, they're getting ready to burst out. And they're producing uh, in, inside all what is needed so that by the time a little warmth comes and spring comes, those blossoms come out. They're alive. They look dead. And I want you to know that today that contentment brings sameness. Be content, Hebrews 13, 5. Be content with what you have. But we're not content. Got to have this new. Got to have this new. Got to have this thing here. Got I mean, we've been married for nine months. We have to 10 months, 11 months. We've got to have something new. We, we need a new house, new car, new this, new that. And because we can't get it here, we're going to go somewhere we can get it new. That's why I'm so impressed with our missionaries. Most missionaries will never own a home, but they're content. And I'm all for you owning a home or all that business, but contentment brings sameness. When we're discontent, we always want to change things. Secondly, there's security in sameness. Change does not produce security in a marriage or a family or a church. If we're changing all the time around here, uh, you're not going to have security in your home. Thirdly, there's safety in sameness. There's safety there. Fourthly, and I don't want you to miss this, there's heritage. I believe in heritage. But it seems like we don't believe in heritage like we used to. To pass something down. Uh, the, the precious memories of sitting next to my dad, me, my dad, my mother, my sisters. They never let us sit between them. I'll never forget my dad one time says, kids, you will grow up one day and leave us. And I just want to keep sitting with mama. So one of you children can always be on the side of both of us, but you're not going to divide us. That was just the way they thought. We'd go to church. Dad would choose to sit up close, close to the front. That's the way it was. Dad believed that we ought to participate. Dad believed in Sunday school, and we'd take our nickel, our dime, our quarter, and he believed in Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night. Amen. He just believed in the whole ordeal. There was a sameness. There's a security in your home. There's a safety in your home. There's a contentment in your home and in marriage. But why are we trying to get rid of heritage? We're getting rid of patriotism. I hear the Star Spangled Banner. I tell you what, I stand and I weep over that. I just saw Brother Colonel Harder. I think of what you and men and women in this church have done for us. You're going to be kidding me. I'm going to spit on that flag. In conviction, in sameness, is your decision. You have to decide. I preached to the college students last week, choose, choose ye this day. Joshua said he's dying. Choose ye this day, Hulamigris. You make a choice. You just make a choice. If I go by way of death, I hope I'm still in church. I hope I'm not sitting on some sideline mad 
because the church got rid of me. I hope I still, my, I hope my Christianity is deeper than if I get to pastor you till the day I die. I, I, I received these, I've asked for them this week. We're talking about contentment and stability and sameness. Do you know that the number of years that you have worked for your current employer in America, the average is 4.1 years? Careers are gone. It says that 70, this is a stat that comes out in uh, 2023, 70% of all working people are actively engaged in looking for a different job. 70%. Why? Because we're not the same. I'm not talking about if you've lost your job or something. I'm talking about we just got to get a different job. I don't like the people I work with. I don't like the job. I don't like this. I'm not talking if it's a sinful situation. 39%, almost 40% are looking for a career change. Total different career. We're told that 21% is millennials, and that's the ages uh, born in 1980 to 96. That 21% have changed jobs within the last year. Have you noticed that many of these companies cannot find employees? Because we don't want to work. I had to go to a store this past week, and the guy's pushing the carts out on the parking lot. He about ran me over, and I, I stopped and said, excuse me. I was apologizing to him. I thought, son, you are not going to make it to 70. You're not going to make it, son. Looking at the phone. Folks, your, your company's not paying you to look on the phone. Well, the, these stats are staggering. 61% of millennials and the Z generation are saying, I want to quit my job right now. Can you imagine living your life? I want to quit. I want to quit. I'm not saying, look, when you're young, you're going to have to figure out. You, uh, you, you might realize, I thought it was going to be the grocery business for a while for me. And I, I, I think I could have loved that. But, but I realized that God had the ministry. you got to figure this out. I understand. But once you figure it out, do something. Everything's changing. And when you have a tendency, I've got I've to go somewhere else to look for some change. Changing is not going to bring the security you want. I was counseling with a preacher recently, and I think he's got 18, 19, 20, I don't know. And I said, the problem is, with, and, and God might lead you to, I'm not saying everybody has to stay the whole, but God may lead him to a different ministry. But, but may I say this? I always tell every preacher this. If you've got 10 years in or 20 years in or 30 years in, 
you have to start all back at the beginning to try to get back up to 10. That's another 10 years. And you're going to have to meet a whole new crowd of people. And you won't have any heritage of any babies being born and watching them come up and playing the instruments and singing. And you will have lost it because it's what people say, you know, it, 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 and I know that sometimes preachers need to change. I, I mentioned this the other day to college. I think God prepared Brother Everson for such a time as this. He had 20 years at that church, and he sacrificed a lot to come help us. But I had to have a seasoned pastor. And so I know there are things like that. But I also see a lot of stability in them. And if you are going to be what you need to be for God, and if I'm going to, we're going to have to get some sameness. Let's stand together, please. Our Father, I, I've rushed through this tonight. I'm trying to think of the sheep. I know they've had a long weekend. But, but I'm just so weary of watching it. Our, our preachers that are watching, we're so weary of seeing everything around us changing. Our government, our schools, our churches, our music, our preaching, our tears, our altars. I can't believe churches get rid of the old-fashioned altar. How in the world do you have a service and preach and not have a decision made? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.